Section 3 of the Preface of the King James Version of the Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Section 3. Yet, before we end, we must answer a third cavil and objection of theirs against us, for altering and amending our translations so oft, wherein truly they deal hardly and strangely with us. For to whom ever was it imputed for a fault, by such as were wise, to go over that which he had done, and to amend it where he saw cause? St. Augustine was not afraid to exhort S. Jerome to a palinodia or recantation, S. Og. Epis. 9, and doth even glory that he seeth his infirmities, S. Og. Epis. 8. If we be sons of the truth, we must consider what it speaketh, and trample upon our own credit, yea, and upon other men's too, if either be any way an hindrance to it. This to the cause, then to the persons we say, that of all men they ought to be most silent in this case. For what varieties have they, and what alterations have they made, not only of their service books, portesses and breviaries, but also of their Latin translation. The service book supposed to be made by S. Ambrose, Officium Ambrosianum, was a great while in special use and request, but Pope Hadrian calling a council with the aid of Charles the Emperor abolished it, yea, burnt it, and commanded the service book of St. Gregory universally to be used. Durand Lib. 5 Cap. 2. Well, Officium Gregorianium gets by this means to be in credit, but doth it continue without change or altering? No, the very Roman service was of two fashions, the new fashion and the old. The one used in one church, the other in another. As is to be seen in Pamelius, a Romanist, his preface before Micrologus, the same Pamelius reporteth out. Radolphus de Rivo that about the year of our Lord 1277 Pope Nicholas the Third removed out of the churches of Rome the more ancient books of service, and brought into the use the missals of the friars Minorites, and commanded them to be observed there, insomuch that about an hundred years after, when the above-named Radolphus happened to be at Rome, he found all the books to be new of the new stamp. Neither were there this chopping and changing in the more ancient times only, but also of late. Pius Quintus himself confesseth that every bishopric almost had a peculiar kind of service, most unlike to that which others had, which moved him to abolish all other breviaries, though never so ancient, and privileged and published by bishops in their dioceses, and to establish and ratify that only which was of his own setting forth in the year 1568. Now, when the father of their church, who gladly would heal the sore of the daughter of his people softly and slightly, and make the best of it, findeth so great fault with them for their odds and jarring, we hope the children have no great cause to vaunt of their uniformity. But the difference that appeareth between our translations, and our often correcting of them, is the thing that we are specially charged with. Let us see, therefore, whether they themselves be without fault this way, if it be to be counted a fault to correct, and whether they be fit men to throw stones at us. 
O tandem maior parcus insane minori, they that are less sound themselves ought not to object infirmities to others. Horet. If we should tell them that Vala, Stapulensis, Erasmus, and Vivus found fault with their vulgar translation, and consequently wished the same to be mended, or a new one to be made, they would answer peradventure that we produced their enemies for witnesses against them, albeit they were in no other sort enemies than as S. Paul was to the Galatians for telling them the truth. Galatians 4.16 And it were to be wished that they had dared to tell it them plainlier and oftener. But what will they say to this, that Pope Leo X allowed Erasmus' translation of the New Testament so much different from the Volker, by his apostolic letter and bull, that the same Leo exhorted Pagnine to translate the whole Bible and bear whatsoever charges was necessary for the work? Sixtus Sentis Surely, as the Apostle reasoneth to the Hebrews, that if the former law and testament had been sufficient, there had been no need of the latter, Hebrews 7.11 and 8.7, so we may say that if the old vulgar had been at all points allowable, to small purpose had labor and charges been undergone about framing of a new. If they say it was one pope's private opinion, and that he consulted only himself, then we are able to go further with them, and to avert that more of their chief men of all sorts, even their own Trent champions, Paiva and Vega, and their own inquisitors, Hieronymus, Ab Olestro, and their own bishop, Isidorius, Clarius, and their own cardinal, Thomas Avio Cayetan, do either make new translations themselves, or follow new ones of other men's making, or note the vulgar interpreter for halting. None of them fear to dissent from him, nor yet to accept against him, and call they this an uniform tenor of text and judgment about the text, so many of their worthies disclaiming the now-received conceit? Nay, we will yet come nearer the quick. Doth not their Paris edition differ from the Lovain, and Hententius his from them both? And yet all of them allowed by authority. Nay, doth not Sixtus Quintus confess that certain Catholics, he meaneth certain of his own side, were in such an humour of translating the scriptures into Latin, that Satan, taking occasion by them, though they thought of no such matter, did strive what he could, out of so uncertain and manifold a variety of translations, so to mingle all things, that nothing might seem to be left certain and firm in them, etc. Sixtus five Praefit Fixa Biblius. Nay, further, did not the same Sixtus ordain by an inviolable decree, and that with the counsel and consent of his cardinals, that the Latin edition of the Old and New Testament, which the Council of Trent would have to be authentic, is the same without controversy, which he then set forth, being diligently corrected and printed in the printing-house of Vatican. Thus Sixtus in his preface before his Bible, and yet Clement the Eighth, his immediate successor, published another edition of the Bible, containing in it infinite differences from that of Sixtus, and many of them weighty and material. And yet this must be authentic by all means. What is to have the faith of our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with yea or nay, if this be not? Again, what is sweet harmony and consent, if this be? Therefore, as 
Demartus of Corinth advised a great king before he talked of the dissensions of the Grecians to compose his domestic broils, for at that time his queen and his son and heir were at deadly feud with him. So all the while that our adversaries do make so many and so various additions themselves, and do jar so much about the worth and authority of them, they can with no show of equity challenge us for changing and correcting. The purpose of the translators, with their number, furniture, care, etc. But it is high time to leave them, and to show in brief what we proposed to ourselves, and what course we held in this our perusal and survey of the Bible. Truly, good Christian reader, we never thought from the beginning that we should need to make a new translation, nor yet to make of a bad one a good one, for then the imputation of Sixtus had been true in some sort, that our people had been fed with gall of dragons instead of wine, with whey instead of milk. But to make a good one better, or out of many good ones, one principal good one, not justly to be accepted against, that hath been our endeavor, that our mark, to that purpose there were many chosen, that were greater in other men's eyes than in their own, and that sought the truth rather than their own praise. Again, they came or were thought to come to the work, not exercendi causa, as one saith, but exercitati, that is, learn it, not to learn. For the chief overseer and, note, Greek letters omitted, under his majesty, to whom not only we, but also our whole church was much bound, knew by his wisdom, which thing also Nazianzen taught so long ago, that it is a preposterous order to teach first, and to learn after. Yea, that, note, Greek letters omitted, to learn and practice together is neither commendable for the workman, nor safe for the work. Idem in Apologet. Therefore such were thought upon, as could say modestly with St. Jerome, et Hebraeum sermonem ec parte didesimus, et in latino pene ab ipsis, in cun abulus, etc., det riti sumus. Both we have learned the Hebrew tongue in part, and in the Latin we have been exercised almost from our very cradle. Esterome maketh no mention of the Greek tongue, wherein yet he did excel, because he translated not the Old Testament out of Greek, but out of Hebrew. And in what sort did these assemble? in the trust of their own knowledge, or of their sharpness of wit, of deepness of judgment, as it were in an arm of flesh. At no hand they trusted in him that hath the key of David, opening and no man shutting. They prayed to the Lord the Father of our Lord, to the effect that S. Augustine did. O let thy scriptures be my pure delight. Let me not be deceived in them, neither let me deceive by them. S. Og. Lib. 2. Confess. Cap. 2. In this confidence, and with this devotion, did they assemble together, not too many, lest one should trouble another, and yet many, lest many things haply might escape them. If you ask what they had before them, truly it was the Hebrew text of the Old Testament, the Greek of the New. These are the two golden pipes, or rather conduits, where through the olive branches empty themselves into the gold. St. Augustine calleth them precedent, 
or original tongues. S. August 3. De Doctre. C. 3. Etc. St. Jerome Fountains. S. Jerome Ad Sunium et Fratel. The same St. Jerome affirmeth, S. Jerome Ad Lucinium, Dist. 9. Ut Verum, and Gratian hath not spared to put into his decree that as the credit of the old books, he meaneth of the Old Testament, is to be tried by the Hebrew volumes, so of the new by the Greek tongue, he meaneth by the original Greek. If truth be tried by these tongues, then whence should a translation be made but out of them? These tongues, therefore, the scriptures, we say, and those tongues, we set before us to translate, being the tongues wherein God was pleased to speak to his church by the prophets and the apostles. Neither did we run over the work with that posting haste that the Septuagint did, if that be true which is reported of them, that they finished it in seventy-two days. Josephus Antiquities lived twelve. Neither were we barred or hindered from going over it again, having once done it, like S. Jerome, if that be true which himself reporteth, that he could no sooner write anything, but presently it was caught from him and published, and he could not have leave to mend it. S. Jerome ad Pamac, pro liber adverse Iovinian. Neither, to be short, were we the first that fell in hand with translating the scripture into English, and consequently destitute of former helps, as it is written of Origen, that he was the first in a manner that put his hand to write commentaries upon the scriptures. Suffolk in elect, and therefore no marvel if he overshot himself many times. None of these things. The work hath not been huddled up in seventy-two days, but hath cost the workmen as light as it seemeth, the pains of twice seven times seventy-two days and more. Matters of such weight and consequence are to be speeded with maturity, for in a business of movement a man feareth not the blame of convenient slackness, as Christostem in 2 Thess cap 2. Neither did we think much to consult the translators or commentators, Chaldee, Hebrew, Syrian, Greek, or Latin. No, nor the Spanish, French, Italian, or Dutch. Neither did we disdain to revise that which we had done, and to bring back to the anvil that which we had hammered. But having and using as great helps as were needful, and fearing no reproach for slowness, nor coveting praise for expedition, we have at length, through the good hand of the Lord upon us, wrought the work to that pass that you see. Reasons moving us to set diversity of senses in the margin, where there is great probability for each. Some peradventure would have no variety of senses to be set in the margin, lest the authority of the scriptures for deciding of controversies by that show of uncertainty should somewhat be shaken, but we hold their judgment not to be sound in this point. For though whatsoever things are necessary are manifest, as S. Christostom saith, S. Christus in 2 Thess. Cap. 2, and as S. Augustine, in those things that are plainly set down in the scriptures, all such matters are found that concern faith, hope, and charity. S. Aug. 2 de Doct. Christ. Cap. 9. Yet for all that it cannot be dissembled, that partly to exercise and wet our wits, partly to wean the curious from the loathing of them for their everywhere plainness, partly also to stir up our devotion to crave the assistance of God's Spirit by prayer, and lastly, that we might be forward to seek 
aid of our brethren by conference, and never scorn those that be not in all respects so complete as they should be, being to seek in many things ourselves, it hath pleased God in his divine providence, here and there, to scatter words and sentences of that difficulty and doubtfulness, not in doctrinal points that concern salvation. For in such it hath been vouched that the scriptures are plain, but in matters of less moment, that fearfulness would better beseem us than confidence, and if we will resolve upon modesty with S. Augustine, though not in this same case altogether, yet upon the same ground, Melius est debitari de oculitis quam litigare de insertis, S. Aug. Li S. de Genes, ad liter cap. 5. It is better to make doubt of those things which are secret than to strive about those things that are uncertain. There be many words in the scriptures which be never found there but once, having neither brother or neighbor, as the Hebrews speak, so that we cannot be holpen by conference of places. Again, there be many rare names of certain birds, beasts, and precious stones, etc., concerning the Hebrews themselves are so divided among themselves for judgment, that they may seem to have defined this or that, rather because they would say something, than because they were sure of that which they said, as Esterome somewhere saith of the Septuagint. Now, in such a case, doth not a margin do well to admonish the reader to seek further, and not to conclude or dogmatize upon this or that peremptorily, For, as it is a fault of incredulity to doubt of those things that are evident, so to determine of such things as the Spirit of God hath left, even in the judgment of the judicious, questionable, can be no less than presumption. Therefore, as S. Augustine saith, that variety of translations is profitable for the finding out of the sense of the Scriptures, S. Aug. 2. De Doctor Christian. Cap. 14, so diversity of signification and sense in the margin, where the text is no so clear, must needs do good, yea, is necessary, as we are persuaded. We know that Sixtus Quintus expressly forbiddeth that any variety of readings of their vulgar edition should be put in the margin, Sixtus five pref Bible, which, though it be not altogether the same thing to that we have in hand, yet it looketh that way. But we think he hath not all of his own side his favorers for this conceit, they that are wise had rather have their judgments at liberty and differences of readings than to be captivated to one, when it may be the other. If they were sure that their high priest had all laws shut up in his breast, as Paul the second bragged, plat in Paulo secundo, and that he were as free from error by special privilege as the dictators of Rome were made by law inviolable, it were another matter. Then his word were an oracle, his opinion a decision. But the eyes of the world are now open. God be thanked, and have been a great while. They find that he is subject to the same affections and infirmities that others be, that his skin is penetrable, and therefore so much as he proveth, not as much as he claimeth, they grant and embrace. Reasons inducing us not to stand curiously upon an identity of phrasing. Another things we think good to admonish thee of, gentle reader, that we have not tied ourselves to an uniformity of phrasing, or to an identity of words, as some peradventure would wish that we had done, 
because they observe that some learned men somewhere have been as exact as they could that way. Truly, that we might not vary from the sense of that which we had translated before, if the word signified that same in both places, for there be some words that be not the same sense everywhere, we were especially careful, and made a conscience according to our duty, but that we should express the same notion in the same particular word, as for example, if we translate the Hebrew or Greek word once by purpose, never to call it intent, if one were journeying, never traveling, if one were think, never suppose, if one were pain, never ache, if one were joy, never gladness, etc. Thus to mince the matter, we thought to savor more of curiosity than wisdom, and that rather it would breed scorn in the atheist than bring profit to the godly reader. For is the kingdom of God to become words or syllables? Why should we be in bondage to them if we may be free, use one precisely when we may use another no less fit as commodiously? A godly father in the primitive time showed himself greatly moved that one of newfangledness called note greek omitted but was a dispute over the word for a bed nicef calist lib eight cap forty two though the difference be little or none and another reporteth that he was much abused for turning q curbita to which reading the people had been used into hedera esteromen for ioni c s og epist ten now, if this happens in better times and upon so small occasions, we might justly fear hard censure, if generally we should make verbal and unnecessary changings. We might also be charged by scoffers with some unequal dealing towards a great number of good English words. For as it is written of a certain great philosopher that he should say that those logs were happy that were made images to be worshipped, for their fellows, as good as they, lay four blocks behind the fire. So if we should say, as it were, unto certain words, Stand up higher, have a place in the Bible always, and to others of like quality, get ye hence, be banished for ever, we might be taxed peradventure with S. James, his words namely, to be partial in ourselves and judges of evil thoughts. Add hereunto, that niceness in words was always counted the next step to trifling and so was to be curious about names too also that we cannot follow a better pattern for elocution than god himself therefore he using diverse words in his holy writ and indifferently for one thing in nature see eusebius lee twelve ex platon we if we will not be superstitious may use the same liberty in our english versions out of hebrew and greek for that copy or store that he hath given us Lastly, we have on the one side avoided the scrupulicity of the Puritans, who leave the old ecclesiastical words and betake them to other, as when they put washing for baptism and congregation instead of church, as also on the other side we have shunned the obscurity of the papists and their azymes, tonic, rational, holocausts, prepuce, pasque, and a number of such like, whereof their late translation is full, and that of purpose to darken the sense that since they must needs translate the Bible, yet by the language thereof it may be kept from being understood. But we desire that the Scriptures may speak like itself, 
as in the language of Canaan, that it may be understood even of the very vulgar. Many other things we might give thee warning of, gentle reader, if we had not exceeded the measure of a preface already. It remaineth that we commend thee to God, and to the Spirit of his grace, which is able to build further than we can ask or think. He removeth the scales from our eyes, the veil from our hearts, opening our wits that we may understand his words, enlarging our hearts, yea, correcting our affections, that we may love it to the end. Ye are brought unto fountains of living water, which ye digged not. Do not cast earth into them with the Philistines, neither prefer broken pits before them with the wicked Jews. Genesis 26.15, Jeremiah 2.13 Others have labored, and you may enter into their labors. O receive not so great things in vain, O despise not so great salvation. Be not like swine to tread underfoot so precious things, neither yet like dogs to tear and abuse holy things. Say not to our Saviour with the Gergesites, Depart out of our coast, Matthew 8.34. Neither yet with Esau sell your birthright for a mess of pottage, Hebrews 12.16. If light be come into the world, love not darkness more than light. If food, if clothing be offered, go not naked, starve not yourselves. Remember the advice of Nazianzine. It is a grievous thing, or dangerous, to neglect a great fair, and to seek to make markets afterwards. Also the encouragement of S. Christiston, it is altogether impossible that he that is sober and watchful should at any time be neglected. S. Christist in Epist ad Rome, cap. 14, oral. 26. Lastly, the admonition and menacing of S. Augustine, they that despise God's will, inviting them, shall feel God's will taking vengeance on them. S. August ad Arctic Sibi Falso Object, Arctic 16. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10.31 But a blessed thing it is, and will bring us to everlasting blessedness in the end, when God speaketh unto us, to hearken, when he setteth his word before us, to read it, when he stretcheth out his hand, and calleth, to answer, Here am I. Here we are, to do thy will, O God. The Lord work a care and conscience in us to know him and serve him, that we may be acknowledged of him at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom with the Holy Ghost be all praise and thanksgiving. Amen. End of section 3 And also the end of the preface 